Hello, everybody. Welcome to Parks and Rec, episode number 26. I'm Chris. And I'm Yanni. Uh, it's been a month since the last time we did one of these. <laughs> to the day. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we're weekly, but we're not uh, not right now, because we got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, it's Horror Night season! Yep. Uh, we are definitely Halloween people. Um, two episodes ago, we did our Horror Nights Look Forward kind of episode where we talked about everything that we were excited for. But now we're in the nitty-gritty of it. We've actually been able to go all opening weekend. Yes. Um, then there was the two days off because it wasn't running Monday and Tuesday. We could have um, gone yesterday. We could have gone last night. We did not. We we had a recovery day where we just <laughs> hung out around the apartment. Uh, but we'll be going back tonight. Uh, but we're we're here. We get to talk about Horror Night stuff now. And... We bounced around between a couple of topics. What's it going to be today? Is it going to be food? No, it's not food. Is it going to be houses? Not houses yet. Is it going to be general spookiness? Um, kind of. Kind of? <laughs> but no, what is today's topic? No, we're going to be uh, talking about the scare zone. So we detailed all of these in episode number 24, where you heard us kind of give like the descriptions of them as provided by Universal. But now we've actually got to go through them. So we've experienced them all multiple times. We've been through them. We've laughed. We've cried. I've jumped. You've jumped. I haven't. I'm, I'm a rock. <laughs> <clears throat> but, so do we want to do this just going down the list, or do you want to do this by year of his story? I, we're going to go through them as we enter. <clears throat> okay. And then we're going to tell which one goes into what timeline of his story. Because they're all connected this year. By the wonderful, the scary, the charismatic. He was very charismatic. He's very charismatic. He's my... Oh, I was going to save us and get to it later, but he's now my favorite uh, icon. You, he knocked down the caretaker He took you. out the caretaker. Uh, but yeah, Dr. Oddfellow is the common thread that goes through not just the scare zones, but most of the houses as well, if you're talking about the originals. Um, so what better place to start than right up at the front of the park with Dr. Oddfellow's collection of horror. And this is just... The trellises when you first walk in? I'll give it to them. This year, it wasn't so much as a um, table of contents with, like, a scare actor from each other scare zone. This one's actually pretty original. Yeah, there's... It does say still on, like, the listing for it that it's, you know, kind of like the here's what's going to come. But, no, it's... All of his oddities are all individual and the only people that you really see later on are the ones that are over in dark zodiac too which is basically connected so it kind of makes sense that mm-hmm. there's that through line um yeah i i don't have a lot to say about this one that's why this was my least anticipated one because there's not a lot to it mm-hmm. um i do appreciate that they have his circus cart thing and that's where they do a little stage show which we haven't caught yet we walked up at the end of it one time and what I loved about it is he was actually down on the ground meeting people, so it kind of captured some of that excitement that you would have from seeing the pumpkin, the, the pumpkin lord. lord, like when you would first walk in. But now it's better because he takes the time to actually kind of mingle through the crowd, and like you can talk to him, you can take pictures with him, which that's all ultimately what raised him up to my favorite icon. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I love the pumpkin lord, but the pumpkin lord, you would always be seeing him from a distance, and you know, he might point to you or like interact like physically, but. I mean, he sprayed me. You couldn't actually talk to him, and I think that's really cool. I think what I enjoy about him is that he's funny. Like, even when people were standing around after his show and he was waiting to, like, go down the... Yeah, I'm done. You guys can go. 
No, seriously, go. <laughs> He's a fun character. Um, then, like we said, that does kind of lead into Dark Zodiac, which is the second scare zone to talk about. Um, this is where Dr. Oddfellow has been harnessing the powers of the Zodiac for his in- infernal <laughs> means. I don't know why I could not say that. <laughs> Um, yeah, so this one is one the foggiest of all this, because I couldn't see anything the first time that we were with. I will say the first time we went through that opening day, there were torrential downpours in Orlando. It rained for almost like two hours straight, like pouring rain. Like it wasn't a nice light shower. It was, it was bad. It was scary. And I think a lot of that then just kind of hung in the air because of the humidity. So when they did shoot off the fog machines... The fog didn't go anywhere because it was just hanging there. You can really see anything the first time. I think the second run through was definitely better. More of the Zodiac around. And it is fun to find your own Zodiac. Yeah, it's kind of difficult because there's nothing about the figures themselves that can really tell you what it is. Outside of a couple ones like Scorpio. Leo, Scorpio, like Cancer. Like You can see the form of the monster and be like, oh, that's what it is. But a lot of them you have to actually look for the glowing insignia that they have on their chest to be like, okay, that's that's Libra. All right, I see it now. I couldn't tell a Virgo. No, I mean. She was just hangs out in the end, but she's very fun and sassy. She's a little sassy. I don't know. Um, Libra is kind of on the move. I've seen Libra a couple times, but Libra never really stops to dwell in one spot for um, Scorpio is definitely the winner. She is majestic. Uh, it's cool. I think the cancer one, like the giant crab, super cool looking though. They're both really cool, but I just, the, the stinger. Is, now she's on stilts. I don't think she was on stilts like we saw her. Um, not that night, but I think sometimes it depends on who they have available to scare actors at that time. Because mm-hmm. even thinking back to um, Sweet Revenge last year, where they would have the person in the cat costume would be on stilts sometimes, mm-hmm. but then other times they wouldn't. Sometimes it might just be who's available, but also I think it might who's also available depending on the weather Mm -hmm. because if it's kind of crummy out or if it has rain they don't want the stilt walkers out there no safety um these costumes are on the bare side i've gotten a little tap scare actor they're walking they're they're massive massive also what we didn't talk about chainsaws yeah this is the scare chainsaws yeah and i feel like they needed to add something else to it to fill it out because if you're doing just the zodiac you have 12 scare actors around but some of them are on stages some of them meander so it's a big area Mm -hmm. too so i think just having 12 scare actors in there isn't going to be enough to cover that ground so yeah they have the the chainsaw people in here as well that's your warning. Can I do the next one? Next one, if you walking head over to oh, Central Park. Not San Francisco. It's Hollywood. Hollywood? Hollywood. San Francisco's all the way. We'll get to San Um, You get Jungle of Doom. Expedition Horror. Yeah, go ahead. You can... I can go ahead? Yeah. Uh, first thing you see is actually Dr. Oddfellow on a stage. Pre-scary phase. So he hasn't gotten the powers of the soul quite yet. He just got the stone for his souls. He's very excited about it. <laughs> Yeah, this is, out of all the scare zones, I think this is the one that kind of was coming together the most in the lead up to HHN, where you could see everything being built. Like, yes, Vamp 69 had the stage and everything else popping up, but Jungle was the one that kind of felt the most cohesive just Mm -hmm. through that Central Park area. Ultimately, I think it's also one of the coolest looking, just because of the set design, and it's a very overgrown area on a normal day, so with all the plants, stones, and tents, and airplane tails and everything else the they added in like there's a lot to it so if it, it feels overgrown it feels kind of claustrophobic um your actors here are a little bit harder they are jungle themed and everything around them so they're kind of but i like them 
I think it's okay. I don't I don't have strong thoughts on the characters in this one outside of Dr. Oddfellow himself. When he's like wearing his like expedition gear, he's got like a pith helmet on. He's walking around with the glowing green skull crystal that he's found. I think that's cool, but everything else just looks like nondescript plant or monster. I I I do see that, yes. But I do enjoy like the bird. Yeah. The bird is um there is the guy on stilts that hangs out by the, the stage area and kinda blends with the rest of kind of be looking. And then you have a jungle dweller. Oh yeah, they're almost like voodoo pretty kind of Yeah, they're rattling hands at you. It was very um I don't know if I ever told you like my scare set, but some of those costumes couldn't really talk or like growl or anything. So they would just have rattles mm-hmm. and then they would come up close to you, would hold it out. And they would just shake it, and it would be like the scariest noise ever. So it was reminiscent of that. I have, I have, I'm fond. Uh, And then as you continue to walk around the park, eventually you'll get over to San Francisco where they have Shipyard 32. And Shipyard 32 is where Dr. Oddfellow's actually been sending all of his, like, creatures and relics to himself. And, of course, things go wrong. That's all I really have to say (laughs) about this one because there's not a lot. Well, uh, this Garrison and... It doesn't have the most scare actor. Um, one of those scare actors is in a literal cage. Get out of. But that's kind of one of the better parts of it because the rest of it is just human being dock workers that are like, help, ah. <laughs> get and out. I mean, but also, this loses some points for me too because it comes off kind of almost as lazy. Like the design itself isn't bad. Like mm-hmm. the crates, the crane, the cages, the odd fellow's truck that's there. That's all really well done, but it's just recycled costumes from other scare zones and houses from previous years, which I I get there being a little bit thrifty. Yeah. You know, recycling some stuff, but I didn't besides the Tooth Fairy, I didn't feel excited to be like, oh, that's an old costume, and that's just because Tooth Fairy was one of my favorite houses. I really like the pumpkin. Yeah, the pumpkin guy. But again, reused <laughs> costume from last year. Yeah. Um, I think my biggest issue shipyard is that the rest of the seats pushed over to the side of Fasten, and they never do anything with that. It doesn't even feel like it's part of that scheme. Mm-hmm. And I wish they had used that hide there a little. It just feels like it's it's a very small space, and it doesn't feel enough scare actors. I I agree, and it does again. I don't I don't like just random people jumping out with a wrench. Like that <laughs> they, that's not enough for me. Sorry. They, they want you to get out. <laughs> This is probably, like, the worst night of their lives. Someone dropped a crane, and, like, now monsters are around. They're probably like, damn it, Greg. Yeah, maybe that area just isn't good for scare zones, though. I No, there was a year that they did, like, um like a Mardi Gras parade gone wrong. Like, there was a UFO a year. It can be done. It's just a very specific way that it has to be done. I guess. Uh, but then, finally, as you continue through the park, eventually you're going to get over to the New York side of things, which has Vamp 60. And this is kind of a continuation of some of the other scare zones that they've done in previous years. Uh, they did Vamp 55. There was a Vamp, like, 83 or 85. 85. But this is the next in the Vamp trilogy, uh, where it's vampires attacking a summer music fest. Um, so this one, when they were building, the only thing that they had out was stage. The motorcycles by the stage, and then some covered stages. But this scare zone also has a bus. A bus. There's a VW bug that they bring out. There's, like, a VW bus that comes out as well. Yeah, so so I think people were super excited about it. And I think it deserves the hype. It's a super fun scare zone. Yeah, I think... It's a big area to cover, and I think last year with Sweet Revenge and this year with Vamp 69 that they're using all of that space 
full potential. Uh, when they did seek and destroy, seek and capture, what, whatever it was with the... <laughs> yes, I know each other. Seek and destroy, about. I'm thinking like Iggy Pop. Um, but yeah, you know, the one with the... Alien? The alien brains. The controller? The controller, yeah. I, I did not like that scare zone because, again, it felt very spread out. This one is more spread out, but I feel like they do have a lot of scare actors in there because they have the vampires, they have the festival goers who are being attacked. And there are people on the stages themselves also doing So they, yeah. they pretty much covered all the ground. Yeah, there's really something happening everywhere you look. And opposed to shipyards where it's like, oh, it's just random people, at least these people feel like they're being interacted with more because mm-hmm. someone might run up to you and be like help me but then a vampire is going to come up behind them and bite them like it's yeah. not just like a person jumping your face usually there's something else it's like a and then this has it's not just someone doing something i agree um some of those people you can't even tell they're scare actors until like running because they're wearing regular 60s clothes and then you're like yeah i'm vibing i'm vibing to the music and oh my god no don't don't come at me and I think uh, you brought up what I wanted to talk about next with vibing to the music because this does have a soundtrack playing alongside of it and it's all, you know, sick, but there's some jams in here. And I think this is like a great scare zone to walk through just for the ambience, but also just to hear the music. I do, I do have to say I don't like that... The background soundtrack, not the music, but the actual sound effects, is the same one as Sweet Revenge yes. from last year. Mm-hmm. Like, literally the exact same scream and ah, sounds. But, and the little kids are laughing. But I can look past it because I think everything else about this one works so well. Yeah, no. Um, I think one of my favorite interactions with Scare Actor has been where some Scare Actor scared a group of girls and they all screamed. And then another Scare Actor went by them and like, mocked them as he was walking away. Because <laughs> we were like right behind the group of girls that got scared. And then he was walking past us and he did this kind of like, Ooh! and it was hilarious. It was like one of the big like biker zombies. So he had like full beard, mustache. Fantastic. You're 10 out of 10 for that guy. Uh, something that we didn't talk about. But I'm going to throw it in here, too. I don't think there's another spot to really talk about it. But there's also the roaming Megan Horde. Yes! That it's not really a scare zone. We don't know where it'll pop up or where, like, when it will. But we have the ability to finally see it our third night there? Yes. Uh, we did not see it the first two. But the third night, we were in line at the Chucky to get food. And they started clearing people off the bench in front of us, which... By the way, I was just excited to get in line at the Chucky booth because it had a super long line all week. Uh, but as soon as they started to clear off the benches, Megan's just kind of started showing up out of nowhere. Seemingly nowhere, because I was paying attention in the crowd and I could not see them. And then suddenly there was two Megans, and I'm like, oh, there's another Megan. But I have to say, I, I didn't put this in on my list because it's not really a zone, but I just wanted to talk about it. This was really cool. You know, very short kind of flash mobby where they come out of the crowd they do their dance number and then they hang out for pictures afterwards and then they go yeah i i absolutely love this and we had not seen megan until after we saw this horror like i think we watched megan the next day uh really fun movie i get why people were excited for this to be a part of it i will say i've heard that they only shoot places um, only in front of Fast and Furious, right in front of the Chucky house, and then right next to Mel's. Okay. So those are the two places that I've heard show up in. Uh, no set times for any of them. They just kind of like appear when they appear. Um, but they are so good. They do flips. They do flips. They dance. They I, that's do. more than I can do. <laughs> um, and then whenever they like stand in their line, they take pictures, they all kind of like jerk around and it's, it's super scary. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun and it injects a 
nice kind of like hype into the night mm-hmm. where wherever you do wind up seeing uh it's it's something else to get excited for because it's not like a scare zone like it's not going to be a constant hey this is happening do we talk about the other scare zone that's not really a scare zone the deafy oh yeah Diagon. we can talk about that too i i forgot about that but yeah definitely um for the first time in Diagon alley we've got the deaf eaters walking around doing spells yeah um we did not go into Diagon Alley the first two nights. We went the third night. It was before it was getting dark, and I think there was maybe like three Death Eaters in the whole place who were very much in demand. Mm-hmm. I've seen other pictures and videos of later on in the night where it seemed to fill out those ranks more. So mm-hmm. there's more people available if you want to duel, have your pictures taken. Um, I'm a Harry Potter nerd, so this was actually just really cool to see them kind of like weaving dramatically in and out of the crowd, uh, checking people to see if they have Dark Mark tattoos. I think this is a great addition. I know they've done them previously over at Islands of Adventure for the Halloween season, mm-hmm. uh, but I feel like this is where they belong in Diagon Alley, yeah. coming out of like Nocturne Alley. It just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, someone who's not the biggest Harry Potter, I still think. What do you mean you're not a big Harry Potter fan? You've seen all the movies. <laughs> um, I will say their cape movements are all fabulous. Every single one of them had like a little flourish, like flipping their cape back, and I was like, yes, beautiful, ten out of ten. Teach me how to do it. Teach me how to do it. Huh? <laughs> Sorry, I just, that's where my brain goes. Um, all right, so ranking time. We already <laughs> talked about everything. We talked about which ones we were most excited for previously. Do you have your list ready to go? And we'll start from, like, your least. And again, I don't think any of these are actively bad. I yeah. don't want to come off super negative, but I feel we've seen very good scare zones over these mm-hmm. in some of these same spots. It's, yeah. it's hard to not compare them to those ones or to everything no actively bad scare zones there wasn't a uh seek and destroy seek and kill i don't remember the name of that scare zone i'm gonna have to look it up once we finish (laughs) um so all of them were they all deserve a rank in your heart that's what everyone gets everyone gets a prayer um but my least safe no surprise is actually to be dr oddfell's collection of horror uh that's my number five as well again it's not fleshed out like it's just there as you're walking in. And I know they can't make it too big of a thing because then it's going to bottleneck everybody mm-hmm. coming in. Like It's just there to welcome you in. So mm-hmm. A little appetite. Yeah. Uh, my number four, Shipyard. Also, 32. 32? Yeah. I thought it was 42. No, it's 32. It's the oh, 32nd no. year of Horror Nights. Ah, no. Here, I know, no, remember why. It's, it makes me angry that that is the 40 scare zone in oh, Dr. Okay. Oddfellow's story. And they couldn't do 42. And it... Gotcha. What about your number three? My number three would be Dark Soup. My number three as well. Really? Yeah, I I do like the scare zone. There is, like, a fun to trying to find your your sign. It's cool. Like, as soon as you see them, like, awesome, hey, we are. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, I don't think there's enough else to it. Like, if we weren't Horror Nights nerds that looked this stuff up, would you know walking through it that you are seeing, like, the twisted versions of the Zodiac that, like... Dr. Oddfellow has conjured. See, I don't even think... I'm having such a hard time because Dr. Oddfellow is in every single scare zone. And I've yet to find it in Dark Zodiac. See, I think the Dark Zodiac Dr. Oddfellow is the same one that you're getting from Collection of Horrors. I think it's like they lead right into each other. So that's the Dr. Oddfellow from that one. It's... it's um, I get what they were trying to do. I've actually seen pictures of the Singapore version of this scare zone and it looks better so maybe it's unfair that i'm comparing i it also does feel like this section of scare zones in the park are usually the people on stages mm-hmm. kind of photo op between vanity's ball 
like in 20 like the the plastic surgery horrors one eddie eddie's like camera action like even one of the other years i know it was basically just like the stages set up to take pictures in front of which it, that's cool like that's fine i know they want to have moments like that so you can capture the the horror and bring it home or post it also, it's a huge area, so it's probably yeah. very difficult mm-hmm. to fill it with stuff that yeah. quote-unquote matters. Yes. But yeah, it's not bad. Again, like none of these are actively bad. There's no Seek and Destroy. There's no Coven of... Contra, de- Contra the Dark. Yeah. Say Coven of the Dark, but that's not <laughs> it. Mixing, mixing houses with everything. It's a fine... Find your Zodiac. Take a picture. Number two. Jungle of Doom. That's also my number two as well. Yeah, I... I like it. I think the set pieces are absolutely gorgeous. Like it's, I think the best looking of the scare zones. Mm-hmm, for sure. But when it comes to actual scare actors and like spookiness, I think even last year with Scarecrow, it was better because it seemed like there was more stuff for people to jump out of horror to just like weird, pl- I... weird, weird voodoo priest shaking, <laughs> shaking a can. I disagree. I feel like I enjoy Jungle of Scarecrow. Mm. Uh, that said, I hope that there's some feedback on. And um, even if you add in um, camouflage monsters in the past. No past monsters. Uh, seeds of Extinction. I, I feel see. like that would be really cool. Um, just to keep talking about it for a little bit. I, I feel like Scarecrow had more personality at least though. Mm. Like imagine just the... The scarecrow guy that jumped out that had just like the ear of corn. Yeah. And would like gesture at it. And everyone was like, it's corn. Like, <laughs> it's a meme. But you know what? People, I think it resonated more as you were going through mm. it. And, and again, I love Dr. Oddfellow in there doing like, this little show. He uh, comes down, he's got the, the crystal there. It's cool. And I don't know if you noticed it, but the first night we were there, there's a moment as you're going through the houses where. You can tell when Dr. Oddfellow has actually found the stone because the green lights go on and there's like a boom sound and like the monsters all free. In Dr. Oddfellow? Yes, in, in Jungle of Doom. Oh. There's like an audible like tone that rings out and then a green light kind of goes up in the scare zone and the monsters freeze and look up. Oh, really cool. Oh, yes. Something to look forward to. Uh, Tonight. Something to look for. Uh, but then finally, the, the number one, obviously, for both of us, Vamp 69. Vamp 69. Um, Something we've talked about just in personal lives is the actual soundtrack for the event itself. Last year, it was a lot of like rockabilly, psychobilly stuff. It was a a great vibe. And this year, the actual soundtrack to the event is much more what they've done previous years. It's not just background music. Mm -hmm. Nothing about it really comes out. I cannot tell you or hum any of the songs that I know or like from it. Just when I hear it, I'm like, oh, this is the one that I like. The party but, song. But there's no personality to any of the music. And I think Vamp 69 brings that personality. Yeah. When we went to get and the bartender was like vibing to the music. And she's like, did you know that there's a scare zone over there? <laughs> Uh, that was one of my favorite interactions with a team member. Not like a like a character, but like a team member. Because she saw me like singing along because they were playing, I forget what uh, Creedence song it was. But she saw me like singing and it's like, yeah, I'm actually named after this band. Because for those of you that don't know, I'm actually named after Creedence Clearwater Revival. My initials are CCR. So have just like a weird unspoken reverence for like John Fogarty. Other than the... Clearly taken from Sweet Revenge sounds. I do agree with you. I think there is like a vibe to Vamsic very different. And it could also be like. Maybe I just like fun, spooky scare zones. Because again, Sweet Revenge was my favorite 
last year. Mm-hmm. And that was the same kind of thing where it's horror, but then there's also a sense of fun, fun with it. Yeah. I just like it that you walk around that scary stuff, and as soon as Sweet Caroline plays around, everyone's oh, like... Oh my gosh, <laughs> everyone just comes to life. People, people love their Neil Diamond, but not all Neil Diamond, just that song. Yeah, I think that's... It's a fun... It, it, it really is. I That's the scare zone that I think I'd be most okay with us stopping and but getting a snack or finishing a drink on one of the beds there. Because I know there was a time last year in Sweet Revenge where we got like the the zombie chicken, whatever it was, like chicken yeah. from Meats Meats. And we sat down on a bench down at New York Street, like we're bored. And we were like, yeah, yeah, just hang out and eat. I think that's a good spot to do that this year. Yeah. Watch people get scared. Watch people dance. Because everyone dances. It's Everyone's so dancing. fun. You know, they're having a party. It's a party. It's crazy. It's a party. <laughs> but do you have a favorite scare zone? Let us know. Comment on any of the social media posts for this here episode. Or email us directly over at bangpodcast at g.com. Yes, that's my other podcast that I do with my best friends about comic books. I'm not making a second email address because there's no point to it. <laughs> Bye!